Our bets for tonight are on the way, but for now, we continue eight buckets slash Lochmas. Uh, Ken, we wrapped up the schedule analysis for Alabama in the last segment. We'll pull a new team out of the bucket coming up in a moment here, but uh, how do we want to uh, wrap this up? Any bets to be made here on the Alabama Crimson Tide based off our running through the schedule in the last segment? Yeah, so I think kind of what we can figure out here is, um, you know, talk about schedule flexibility, like how many games are really in play uh, with the team schedule. We just happen to pick the team first that's like a juggernaut and and they don't have that many games that are in play. We'll do some teams where it seems like every game is in play in terms of a potential win or a potential loss. So, I mean, Alabama will only play, I mean, essentially like one toss up, depending on whether the LSU or the Texas game closes seven or less than seven. Maybe they both do. Um, I probably, whether they lose one might have an impact on whether the other closes seven or less, obviously. They lose to Texas, maybe the LSU spread is less. It's also quite possible that they'll play no games in which they're uh, like less than a, less than a seven point favorite if action comes in on them uh, against Texas. And they basically roll out a, they roll out a bet eight and no, essentially. Um, depending on how you feel about Kentucky this year, there's a massive difference between those teams or how you feel about Tennessee. Maybe that kind of changes how you project Alabama, but I think it's like pretty likely it's eight and zero in four games decide their season, and they'll be a favorite in all four, maybe a touchdown or more favorite in all four. Um, so now we can do a couple subjective things with Alabama. So uh, my the raw projection for their wins using my projected point spreads is uh, ten point four is my number, and the market for Alabama's win total is uh, essentially teetering between two numbers or back and forth between two numbers. Some sports books like MGM are dealing you a ten juiced over. And some sports books uh, elsewhere are dealing you a 10 and a half juiced way under, like minus 180, minus 190 in a couple places. So it's kind of like, depending on which side you like, maybe you want to bet one instead of the other, obviously. With Alabama, and like I said, only like four games probably decide their season. There's a really big difference between a 10 and a 10 and a half when you're playing like a four game season. The market reflects that. There's a big, like, I mean, you know, a dollar 30 between in price difference between those two numbers. Uh, my opinion, and where we're getting into subjective, uh, Alabama's win total is depressed this year for a couple reasons. One is the teams on their schedule. They play a big time non-conference game. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes they play a big non-conference game where they're a five touchdown favorite, but they play Texas. So that de- depresses their win total. LSU is supposed to be really good there on the schedule. Tennessee is not always a game, but that's a crossover. Uh, they're supposed to be really good. And Texas A&M is kind of up in the air, but there's like more potential landmines than you sometimes find. Also, though, I do think there's depression in Alabama's win total because of what happened last year. They had the number one overall pick in the draft. They still only won 10 games. He got hurt. Um, I think there's also kind of like a reputation that Alabama skill position players are not very good. They had Jameer Gibbs last year and the kind of perception is like, that's kind of all they had. And, you know, they didn't have like seven number one ride receivers like they've had before. And so I, I do actually think 10 is going to end up being a bet for me on the over for Alabama. Uh, the one reason I haven't bet it yet is I don't think the market, well, first of all, I don't think the market's moving really on Alabama at all, but I don't think it's going to move hard up on them. Um, they have not named a quarterback yet to start the opener. They have three quarterbacks in camp that are competing. I think Jalen Milrow will end up being the starter. He played a little bit last year when Bryce Young got hurt. I don't have to be right about that. It could be two other guys, Ty Simpson and Tyler Buckner, the guy from Notre Dame, uh, who I think stinks, but whatever. He's at Alabama. He's probably pretty good. So, like, I think the funny thing is you're like, well, how could you bet the win total not knowing who the starter is? To me, like... I. Are you arguing there's a strong difference between the three of them? How about this? We don't really know anything about all three of them and how they fit into Alabama's offense. So to me, it's like, yeah, you can have a really, this is where it gets subjective. If you really like one over the other and they pick the other one, that's probably, you're probably not going to like that very much. But on the other hand, like 
just team rating wise and like Nick Saban coach team. Yeah, you know who I think they're going to pick? The best one because he's the smartest guy. So like I just kind of have trust that he's going to do that and that it's going to go at least as well as my rating for them. Um, I, the way the schedule sets up, there are a bunch of toss up games or not toss up games. There are a bunch of games that are in the seven to 14 range. And they feature teams that I think we can have like a lot of questions about. Like Mississippi State's about two touchdowns. I think Mississippi State's going to be worse than that rating. Uh, A&M's like 9-10. I think A&M's going to be a little worse than that rating. I definitely think Tennessee's going to be way worse than that than that rating. I project that game more than the market does. LSU, I'm inclined to think it's more than a touchdown instead of less. So like I'm going to be more bullish on Alabama because of some of these opponents that they have on their schedule. Uh, 10 with like big juice on the over. When we get to the start of the year might be a bet. I would never bet under 10. By the way, here's a good trivia question. You know, in the last time in a 12 game season, Nick, Nick Saban won less than 10 games, which is what, which is what wins the under for you on 10, obviously have to go nine and three in the regular season. You know, the last time he went nine and three was. Was it with Alabama or with another school? Oh, uh, it was with Alabama. He's been in Alabama. For uh, I don't, I don't remember now. Early. So it was uh, 2010, 2010 was the last time. So it's been 13 years since he won enough to win you the under on under 10. And uh, they were coming off a national title year. Do you know who they lost to in the last game of the regular season? The very famous player they lost to in the last oh, game of the Cam. regular season when they won nine games. Cam Newton. Cam so Newton. that year. Yeah. That's the year they won nine. And like, kind of look at what it took for that to happen. Uh, I think they lost to LSU that year. And I won't remember the third game. And they were up big on Auburn in that game. And like Cam brought them all the way yeah. back. I remember I was flying back yeah. from Florida. I was there for Thanksgiving and watched that game yep. in an airport, like the Tampa airport. It was, they played that game on Black Friday. What's the, uh, the name of the guy who caught the Lutzen Kirkin? Is that the name of the guy who caught the pass? I think the like white fullback. I think that's the guy who caught the pass that like won the game. Tyler writes yes in the Zoom chat. Right. Uh, so if we're just, if we're just, <laughs> if we're just going by typical Alabama rating, not even like the best Alabama team, just average and typical performance versus that rating. Alabama is not a 10 like ever. The last time they were, they've actually been two times in the last 15 years they've had a win total this low and they've gone over by multiple games both times. One time they went undefeated, won the national championship. So just like, yeah, maybe it's the end and maybe this is on the way down. The recruiting rankings don't totally reflect that. Maybe the quarterback's a bust. Also it's Nick Saban and they have options. They have people like, oh, well, like Jameer Gibbs isn't there. They have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the name of this guy wrong. They have a freshman running back. I want to say his name is Justice Haynes, I think is his name. And he like tore up one of their recent practices. I just like, it's Alabama. Right. Like, I, don't, like I just, yeah. So I just, it's okay to be skeptical. It's okay to wonder if like, this is kind of the end of an era of them just winning 12 games or 11 games every year. Um, but the market is down and reading the schedule, you get how you get to that projection. Uh, would never bet under 10 and a half. If you were going to bet this, I would only bet over 10. You have to lay a lot to do it. So it might be a small bet for me toward the start of the year. Uh, I don't think Alabama's dead. I think, if anything, the market is a little more down on them than they should be. Probably 10 and a half juiced even each way is probably like my fair projection. Uh, two things. Number one, if your name is Justice Haynes, you are like, it is your destiny to play college football, like power five college football. Yeah. And Justice Haynes is doing that. And the second thing is, and this is anecdotal, but like a little Feliz Naritavi, I, I feel like everyone thinks this is the year that Alabama starts going down. That's the sense I get from like consuming content across like the, the space. Double cross, Bama goes undefeated, wins the title. I don't know about that, but I would only bet the over. <laughs> Maybe Alabama. not title. You better you bet. Maybe not title, but Maybe we'll see. But it's, hey, I, hasn't, it's happened a bunch before, obviously national championship. 
Uh, my thought would be, like, they win the bowl game and you win your bet, otherwise you push. At worst. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Lockmas meets eight buckets. SEC win total analysis. So we did Alabama. Ken, let's pull one more school out of the bucket for today. Sure. And, uh, to, and to be fair, like, man, if you're betting, I do think Alabama lands 10 like a really big amount of the time. Like, you're going to push that 10 a lot. And it's just what's more likely, 11 or 9? For me, it's 11 by a little bit. Uh, let's do a team that doesn't recruit nearly as well. Uh, Kentucky. Well, actually, I alluded to them earlier. I thought they could be pretty good this year for Kentucky. Uh, we'll do Kentucky next. That probably is the only team we'll do today. And then we'll do a bunch more SEC teams later. And we don't have to do the whole explanation and picking jackhammering and stuff like that. Uh, so Kentucky. All right, so, take it away. All right, so we will start. Kentucky in the opener on September 2nd will host Ball State. <laughs> what, what, what an opening. Uh, and their win total and BetMGM is seven for people who are trying to follow along here. Seven juice basically the same each way. Uh, the market is more over on seven consensus. Then under um, some places you got to pay 125, 130 for the over on seven for Kentucky Ball State. The number is open in the market. My number is within a couple points, uh, and it's big. Kentucky by 25 and a half in the market. Me by 27. Uh, so we will call that a what dump trucking? I got to move over my terms. Dump trucking. Uh, uh, dump beep, trucking. Yes. Beep, Make sure. Beep. Beep. We got it. Uh, maybe we have another dump trucking in week two on September 9th. Kentucky hosts Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Don't these teams play in, uh, I think they play in the NCAA tournament a couple times. Kentucky always plays Kentucky schools in like two fifteen games and stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it a dump trucking. Yes, correct. Uh, September 16th, Kentucky will host Akron. Is there their murderer's row to start the year continues? So, I mean, like my rating for Akron is like not, it makes this not more than 21, but it's really close. I will call it a railroading right now and like circle back on Akron, I guess. It's going to be a really big number. It's just, is it like 19 or is it like 22 and a half or something like that? At least that's where I'm at right now. Uh, September 23rd, Kentucky on the road at Vandy. Uh, not really a tricky game, but I, I guess it's possible because it's Kentucky. Uh, I am a little less than two touchdowns on the road for Kentucky in this game. So like 13, 13 and a half. Uh, next up will be Kentucky hosting Florida on September 30th. I think even if I'm as right as I can possibly be about Florida or as wrong as I can possibly be, I don't think this gets more than seven each way. Uh, my projection for the game is like Florida by one. And uh, I mean, like anything, three each way, sub, whatever. But that's seven to seven is toss up in this range. So uh, we'll almost certainly be a toss up game. Uh, the schedule gets a little more difficult. October 7th, Kentucky travels to Athens to take on the two time reigning national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Oh man, I'm so close to 21. Like, I know it's a railroading, but they 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 could be a dump truck if they're not very good. Uh, 20.3 is my projection for the game. So yeah, not not quite. It's something it doesn't go in the dump truck bin, but like it's really close. Now October 14th, so the week after they play Georgia, and this was the thing last year that we talked about on the show. Kentucky will host Missouri. Yeah, uh, probably almost exactly a touchdown. So however you kind of want to, you know rig things a half point depends what bucket you put it in um we can call it like exactly seven i think it's fine okay uh we will now go october 28th so kentucky goes on its bye comes off and then hosts tennessee so again my tennessee rating is going to be way lower there is no look ahead market for almost any kentucky game past the opener uh my number is going to be less than the market because i don't think tennessee's is good my number is tennessee by about five and a half and i'm very very sure that the market for this game like if you opened it now not the week of the game my hope is the week of the game i'm right uh my guess would be if you open the market right now it would be tennessee by a little more than a touchdown that would be my guess so i'm putting a toss up 
but I understand that like I'm more down on Tennessee than other people. Uh, November 4th, Kentucky on the road at Mississippi State. Uh, Toss-up, sub-seven either way. Obviously can be way different the week of the game. If you open the market now, I think it's definitely sub-seven. Uh, we talked about this game last segment. Just like reiterate just what the point spread is. Uh, Kentucky will host Alabama. Yeah, I don't. There's no look ahead for this, right? Yeah, so it's basically like almost exactly two touchdowns uh, was my number was my projection here. Okay, we will move now to November 18th. Kentucky on the road at the Gamecocks of South Carolina. I don't know. Is Smelly's brother starting this year? <laughs> no, uh, no uh, Rattler still there. So uh, I, know, I just wanted, got, I just wanted got, to say I, I understand. I, so that yeah, it's supposed to be really good this year. So like been not really good, but better than better than they've been. Um, and my rating for South Carolina is actually pretty good. Again, when we get to the week of the game, the number could be 75. But just right now, I think it's definitely rated as a toss-up, um, which would be another, another. if you're paying attention here, a ton of projected games for Kentucky where the spread is either exactly 7 or slightly less than 7. My raw number for this right now is Kentucky by a half point on the road. And we will close here. A rivalry game in the Bluegrass State. Kentucky on the road at Louisville. Yeah, it'll be, uh, that's Jeff Brom's first rivalry game against Kentucky, coach of Louisville, and uh, their win total is really high. They might be really good. It's possible. And he's awesome. Um, so this rating has a chance to get way better for Louisville. I don't think it's going to get good enough to take this out of the toss-up category. Uh, Kentucky two and a half on the road would be my number right now. Um, plenty of wiggle room either way, but almost always a toss-up. And uh, that does it for Kentucky's schedule, Ken. So what are we thinking here for the uh, for the Wildcats? Yeah, so I mean, if... Man, if you if you paid attention to any of those projected point spreads, you're like, holy crap, Kentucky plays a ton of toss-up games. Uh, and you're right, they play, depending on how you project the spreads, plus or minus a half point, about six toss-up games. So half their schedule. Remember, we talked about Alabama has no schedule flexibility whatsoever. Uh, Kentucky is going to be in basically every game they play with very limited exception. They play at Georgia and they host Alabama. They're going to lose those games like 95% of the time. So they will be 0-2. They will beat Ball State. They will beat uh, Eastern Kentucky. They will beat Akron. They will probably win at Vanderbilt, even if I don't want to put that in this category. So, however you kind of, however you want to break up that Vandy game, they're either three and two with seven left, uh, or four and two with six left. So, like a ton of their schedule left to play for. Uh, however you slice it, I come out to exactly seven here. Literally every single. You know, where you six point nine one is the raw projection. Uh, even like taking the toss ups and having them on a, a number of ways, it's like literally seven, 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 seven. Number of the market is seven. What does it mean though? Uh, Kentucky has the chance to win a lot of games if their quarterback Devin Leary, who transferred from NC State, hits. Uh, they project to be in ten of the twelve games that they play this year. So like ten potential wins. Um, you know, could be some alt win overs, could be 10 plus wins for them. That's the possible ceiling for Kentucky, even though the average win total is seven. Any bets? Um, it, it's got to get off seven. I honestly think if it got off seven, one half win one way or the other, uh, as long as the juice was like not crazy, it would be worth a bet back towards seven. So you're seven every way I slice it. Okay. Uh, do we want to do one more team in the next segment? Nah, let's do way more tomorrow. Okay, so more SEC, eight buckets slash lockbus coming up tomorrow. Maybe we'll, we'll start a grid coming up next. Yeah, then we'll give you, we'll, we'll, give you we'll give you all our we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Looking forward to that. So we will wrap up the magnificent football Monday edition of You Better You Bet coming up next. We will uh, we'll, 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 we'll do a baseball grid today. We'll get the crew involved. Baseball grid and our bets for tonight in Major League Baseball next with Nick and Ken. <laughs> 